It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And now, Geico Saving Stories. Russell Burton closed his laptop, having just switched his car insurance to Geico. He didn't think much of it, until... Savings were everywhere. My pockets, uh, wallet, bank accounts. It was like the savings were following me. Following, indeed. All because of an innocent 15 minutes on Geico.com. I feel like I'm never alone. Geico. Spend 15 minutes and 15% or more in savings could be following you. I get the story book. 
Y'all tucked in? Here we go. Once upon a time, not long ago, when people wore pajamas and lived like love, where laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to good, there lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he said. Me and you tonight, we're gonna make some cash, robbing old folks and making the dash. They did the job, money came with ease, but one couldn't stop, it's like he had a disease. He robbed another and another and a sister and a brother. Tried to rob a man who was a DC undercover. The cop grabbed his arm, he started acting erratic, he said, Keep still, boy, no need for static. Punched him in his belly and he gave him a slap. But little did he know the little boy was strapped. The kid pulled out a gun, he said, Why'd you hit me? The barrel set straight for the cop's kidney. The cop got scared, the kid he thought to figure. I'll do years if I pull this trigger. So he co-dashed and ran around a block. Cop radios into another lady cop. He ran by a tree, there he saw the sister. Shot for the head, he shot back, but he missed her. Looked around good and from expectations, he decided he'd hit for the subway stations. But she was coming and he made a left. He was running top speed till he was out of breath. Knocked an old man down and swore he killed Sorry. him. Then he made his move to an abandoned building. Ran up the stairs up to the top floor. Opened up a door there. Guess who he saw? Who? Dave the dope be shooting dope. Who don't know the meaning of water nor soap? He said, I need bullets. Hurry up, run. The dope fiend brought back a spanking shotgun. He went outside, but there was cops all over. Then he dipped into a car, a stolen Nova. Raced up the block doing 83. Crashed into a tree near university. Escaped alive, though the car was battered. Rat-a-tat-tatted and all the cops scattered. Ran out of bullets and he still had static. Grabbed the pregnant lady and pulled out the automatic. Pointed out her head, he said the gun was full of lead. He told the cops, back off, for honey, here's dead. Deep in his heart, he knew he was wrong, so he let the lady go and he starts to run on. Sirens sounded, he seemed astounded, and before long, the little boy got surrounded. He dropped his gun, so went to glory, and this is the way I have to end this story. He was only 17 in a madman's dream. The cops shot the kid, I still hear him scream. This ain't funny, so don't you dare laugh. Just another case about the wrong path. Straight and arrow are your soldiers. Yeah. Good night. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. K-I-R-P Radio! Good evening, you're listening to the K-I-R-P Radio Show last Friday night, last Friday night of the month with your guest host, Rocco P. Tonight I will be discussing Disney, the not-so-wonderful world of Disney. Uh, I'll start out talking about uh, the latest story, it's gotten some headlines about uh, what's on the Disney Channel, about what's uh, what they've introduced into a child show. If you'd like to call in, that number is 619-638-8559, uh, A lot would come to mind when we talk about Disney, Disneyland, Disney World, uh, the old TV show, The Wonderful World of Disney. Obviously, it's a huge brand. And a lot of people um, will have emotional attachments to Disney because it often does involve uh, some positive memories uh, 
uh, from childhood, perhaps a trip to Disneyland, Disney World, or uh, you know, watching a movie like Snow White. There's a lot that's involved in in this topic. Uh, can't get to everything tonight. I'm going to touch on some key points. Disney is obviously uh, a huge enterprise from a business perspective. Uh, Disney is is a huge, huge, huge company. You may not realize this. Disney is the parent company of ABC. That's correct. Disney is the parent company of ABC, not vice versa. Disney is also the parent company of the sports channel ESPN. ESPN. So Disney is huge. So it's a very, very large enterprise. Uh, the impression, the way Disney was branded throughout the years, uh, is always, or it has always been, the uh, the perception uh, of Disney has been that Disney, anything related to Disney, is pro-family, and it's 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 good for children. It's positive, wholesome, entertaining for children. That's the way Disney has been branded throughout the years. That brand, that perception, is really patently false. It's really that's 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 completely false, and we'll see some of that tonight. In the latest, uh, the latest uh, headline grabbing event is at Disney Channel. Reading from the MRC Media Research Center story, Disney Channel reveals its first openly gay character on a show for ten years old. Ten year olds. Disney Channel reveals its first openly gay character on a show for ten year olds. Part of that article, written by Brittany M. Hughes, posted yesterday, October 26th. The Walt Disney Company, the same group that so woke, they once apologized for drawing a fat cartoon that made race baiters mad, has taken upon themselves to teach your kids about LGBT rights by featuring their first on-screen gay character. According to this Disney plans to have one of the main characters on their popular tween show, Andy Mack, the name of the show is Andy Mack, come out as gay in this week's episode. Oh, and it's a 13-year-old boy who's got feelings for the main character's crush. Of course, the character's coming out as gay doesn't uh, doesn't have to do with moving the plot line forward so much as it pushes the pro-LGBT. Uh, I guess that's lesbian, bisexual, gay, transgender. There's a lot of other letters that could be added, I guess. LGBT agenda, the media are determined to cram down your throat, or that is, or if that fails your kids. Quote, Andy Mack is a story about tweens figuring out who they are, said Disney Channel in a statement. Creator Terry Minsky, the cast and everyone involved in the show, takes great care in ensuring that it's appropriate for all audiences and sends a powerful message about inclusion and respect for humanity. Cats, that, that's a big politically collect politically correct cultural Marxist buzzword inclusion inclusion okay producers said coming out scene will have the barely a teenager telling a friend about his feelings for a boy at school his friend will tell him it's a okay and perfectly natural for guys to like guys because Disney's all about creating a brainwashing or meaning supportive atmosphere the company added they consulted with several outside ag- advocacy groups to make sure the scene was age appropriate and sufficiently inclusive, including gay activist groups, GLAD and PFLAG, along with the national campaign to prevent teen and unplanned pregnancy and common sense media. 
groups that would have likely had a different opinion about teaching prepubescent elementary school kids the importance of being gay didn't make the list. According to readings, data of the median age of Andy Max viewers is 10. That's right, 10 years old. In fact, it shows that Disney Channel's number one rated program among kids 6 to 14 because nothing says inclusivity like teaching six-year-olds about being gay, whether their parents like it or not. Then again, Andy Mack is a show about a tween girl who grows up with an older sister, only to find out their sister is actually her mom who got pregnant as an unmarried teen herself. So what's a little dude-on-dude action for her first graders when you've already got all that going on? And that was the MRC TV piece by Brittany posted yesterday. Uh, the in the broad culture perspective, uh, the way the social engineering works um, is the frog in the kettle, and we can apply that in many in, in many spheres, uh, in many issues uh, in the broad culture. We'd say that's the case politically, in terms of loss of our rights. We could say that that's the case socially, as far as the force feeding, the uh, militant homosexual agenda, and that's why I said militant homosexual agenda, because they're going after children. Are they going after children? When you look at the Supreme Court decisions, and of course, if you know just the basics about the Supreme Court, there's nothing concerning marriage in the federal constitution. Everything that isn't mentioned should devolve back to the states, or individual rights, for that matter. So, the Supreme Court invented homosexual marriage. And before that, the Supreme Court invented a right homosexual relationships because, oh, I don't know, 20 or 30 odd states still had on the books anti, anti-sodomy anti laws that were largely, though not exclusively, aimed at uh, really condemning, prohibiting, and uh, you're casting aside, really, uh, homosexual relationships. The Supreme Court decided that they found a right for that to exist. That was good good 12 years ago or so. So you fast forward to the agenda. They couldn't overnight get to the point where they could eliminate all age consent laws. And that, that is the goal. Yeah, that is the goal. I'm not going to, I'm not going to prove that tonight. You could dispel that. But you know, 25 years ago, if you were told someone in the year 2017 in America, uh, federal law, well, the invention by by fiat, not the Supreme Court gets to make law, but the Congress and the President act like they can. Uh, if you were told someone that by federal fiat, you know, go, just go back merely 25 years ago, we said, okay, 25 years in the future, uh, the federal government's going to say all anti-homosexual laws are illegal. They'll say they'll invent the right to homosexual marriage, and Disney will be promoting homosexuality for yeah, 10 to 13-year-olds, most people would probably say, you need a drug test. So it's it's not stopping here. Uh, you, you don't have to take my word for it. It's not stopping here. As far as the legal front, as I said, they will go after all. They want to destroy marriage. Uh, that's why certain people that believe in plural, plural marriage, playing myths, uh, they're already pushing that, saying, well, if the Supreme Court says at the federal level, that a man and a man could be married. Why can't a man be married to two men or two women or three women or two men and three women? 
and then it will be, why can't a man be married to two men, three women, and a boy? So that that is the goal, to uh, to eliminate all age consent laws. And they do want to destroy marriage. Uh, I don't mean to uh, create the idea or the impression that all homosexuals um, take the position that they are that are militant and do want to destroy heterosexual marriage. That's certainly not true. However, however, the foundations of the mainstream media, Disney, as we'll see later tonight in this show, which has had strong ties to the CIA, uh, they they are out. They're out to do that. They're out for cultural Marxist destruction of traditional marriage. That is their goal. And again, you can't say, okay, yeah, you, you know, you know, someone is homosexual. I think that's a better word than gay because gay is euphemistic. Gay makes it sound, oh, yeah, gay happy. Now, most homosexuals don't like the word homosexual, and I, that's another reason I prefer to use it. And you know, call me heterosexual, that's fine. But most, you know, wouldn't necessarily be pushing it. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't give you numbers, but certainly it doesn't matter because the people at the levers of control in the political and social, uh, people have control socially and politically, they most certainly have that agenda, and they're well on the way to implementing it. So you want to destroy a culture, uh, destroy the family. What happens when you destroy the family? You, you see that in, in the black subculture. Uh, as the government has gotten more involved after the so-called civil rights movement, of course, you know, when, when Americans saw in the 1960s the you know, black students uh, being abused because they weren't they getting served at you know, white lunch counters, you know, that shocked a lot of people that weren't in the South in certain places that were segregated. But the government seized upon it and then provided a bad solution. <laughs> and, and that wasn't to say the government, the government, uh, the government gets involved it's not just a matter of discrimination. The government gets involved with programs like aid to families with dependent children, aid to families with dependent children, otherwise known as welfare, which creates an incentive for unwed mothers to have children. So now, at this point, unlike unlike in the 1960s, before segregation, now the black illegitimacy rate is well over 70%. Well over 70%. And, of course, it's not one or the other, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't support discrimination uh, by any means or segregation. But it's a far cry when the government then goes in and does the social engineering. And they knew this. They knew this. I had said this before, I believe, on this show. When they debated aid to families with dependent children, they knew it was creating an economic incentive for children to be born illegitimately. And the people that pushed that at the time, like. The late Senator Ted Kennedy said, no, now we know. Yeah, over 40 years later, now they know. They know. And they still won't get rid of it. Why? Because the purpose of the, all those programs, it's not to help individuals and families. It's to destroy your individual liberty and to destroy the authority of the family. And think about it in, in the social context, okay? God created, what authorities did God create in general? God created, uh, God created the family. Okay, that was first. Then God created, obviously, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. God created the family. God created human government. And God created the church. Okay. 
and not that the church is monolithic, the idea of uh, the local church. God created the institution of, for, for Christians to be involved, the dissemination of the gospel, the spreading of the gospel. Uh, Christians should be, lo- should be organized in local assemblies. Assemblies. It's a good word for a church. So, in this isn't we're not in a vacuum. So in other words, you take, you you decimate the authority of the family, and one institution gets more powerful: the government, the state, the state. So, if realize what's going on, if if you believe in any type of social engineering, if you believe, yeah, what. I'd say this is obviously perversion if you think this is good. Realize what it's doing to the family and realize every time the family is weakened, the state gets more powerful. And, you know, we are living we are living in a police state now. There's very little you can do without government permission. And we're seeing instituted in America classic totalitarian controls, controls over our money that get rid of cash slowly but surely. Getting rid of free travel. You know, try getting on a plane without any ID. <laughs> try getting on a plane without wanting to be molested. Let me know how that goes. So, this is this is where we find ourselves. And Disney, Disney is at the forefront of of this destructive social agenda. And it's it is horrific because it be it, it's bad enough when people. And the Bible says homosexuality is against nature. Okay, you can read the book of Romans, chapter 1. Three times it's said that God gave them up or gave them over to this. It's unnatural. It's against nature. So while all sexual immorality, any, the only type of sexual relation should be between a man and a woman in marriage. The Bible makes that clear. Very simple, very simple teaching in Scripture. Very simple teaching. Okay, Anything outside of that is wrong. Anything outside of that is sinful. But when you step into this realm... Of same sex, you step to the realm of homosexuality. It's even more, it's even more uh, debased. It's even more serious because at that level, someone engaging in homosexual practice and someone's going to defend it is saying, "God made me wrong," or "God made that person wrong. He made a mistake, and he didn't." There's only two sexes, male and female. Very simple. Yeah, very simple. It's not three or four. You say binary or trinary or quadruplinary. Make up make up a word. Make up several words. It's only it's only male and female. All right. So for Disney again, this is this this is shocking. I mean, but not unexpected in that sense, because they continue to push this envelope. They continue to methodically, incrementally. Uh, and you know, unrelentingly destroy a family, destroy a nuclear family. So now it's not good enough that people have been shamed into into accepting that homosexuality should be normal. It's not good enough that the federal government has created a right to homosexuality. The federal government has created a right to homosexual marriage. It's not good enough. Now, now. Now, children have to accept it. That's right. Children have to accept it. <clears throat> there's uh, There's been some pushback on this latest, uh, this latest venture by Disney. LA Times, the Los Angeles Times, had a piece about it. 
and uh, they they talked about it again. Obviously, LA Times being liberal, and uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna generally defend it. But there was uh, there was definitely there was pushback. I mean, th- there's no doubt. Uh, here's one family group blast Andy Mac for featuring a gay tween character. This is a Yahoo news piece. LGBTQ. There you there you go. It's not just LGBT. If you want to be really inclusive, you got a Q. And before they're done, it's going to be all 26 letters of the alphabet. It's, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, not just say A to Z. Uh, a to Z advocates. No, I'm sorry. LGBTQ rights advocates are praising the Disney Channel's announcement that one of the principal characters on its coming of age series, Andy Mac, would be revealed as gay in the show's second season. And Friday's season premiere of the tween-centric show, Andy Mac is struggling with a crush on a middle school boy, Jonah Beck. Later in the episode, Andy's best friend, Cyrus Goodman, realizes that he, too, is experiencing feelings for Jonah. As the season progresses, the character will reportedly come to embrace himself as a gay tween. True to form, the news received a less than enthusiastic response from one million moms can serve a group that has found fault, and they, you know, they ridicule them then. Uh, one might question why Disney Channel feels the need to pursue such programming, the post reads. What is wrong with having family-friendly content that is acceptable for all ages or even leaving a couple of networks solely for children's entertainment? So this is this is the deal, though. Uh, they want to destroy the family, and in route to total destruction, they won't say that. They want to redefine it. So you redefine it, which is destroying it incrementally. So it's it's not enough. They want to. They talk about inclusion. They talk about inclusion. They talk about acceptance. They talk about safe spaces. They're, they're not. They're, it's not about inclusion or acceptance. It's about destruction. <laughs> it's about destruction <laughs> and trying to basically demonize and destroy and eliminate any opposition to homosexuality. And now, again, they will be coming after the age of consent laws. They they are going to be coming after that. Uh, this is really. This isn't new for Disney. If you had heard about the Beauty and the Beast remake, I'll read a little bit from LifeSite news piece. Uh, this was from March 2nd of this year, before it came out. Disney's forthcoming Beauty and the Beast cinematic remake will feature a gay subplot. They always, again, they always like gay. They don't want to say homosexual. According to the film's director, thought to be a first in the film company's history. Bella Suter Gaston, played by actor Luke Evans, has a male admirer read the new characterization of his manservant, LeFoe. LeFoe is somebody who on one day wants to be Gaston, get Gaston, on another day wants to kiss Gaston, director Bill Condon said. Condon explained in an interview with British Gay Lifestyle publication Attitude magazine how the LeFoe character will be used in the movie to highlight homosexuality. He's confused about what he wants, he said. It's somebody who's just realizing that he has these feelings. And then Josh makes something really subtle and delicious out of it. And that's what has and that's what has this payoff in the end. At the end, which I don't want to give away, Con continued. But it is a nice exclusively gay moment in a Disney movie. A recently released Beauty and the Beast trailer clip shows LaFoe singing the film's Gaston song while dancing in campy fashion as he lavishes extravagant praise upon Gaston. The latter appears to like the attention. Condon said this rendition of LaFoe was part of a watershed moment for Disney, the Daily Mail reports. And uh, I would uh, I would say it's really not a watershed moment for Disney. Uh, I've, I've read reports that well over 20 years ago, 
at Disney World and or Disneyland, they've had days where they've openly celebrated and promoted homosexuality. They've had gay days or whatever. Yeah, yeah, 20 years ago. So yeah, in the media, you might say, it's uh, it's uh, a watershed. But uh, as far as Disney's Disney's uh, agenda, no, no, they've been there. They've been there for quite some time. You, you could argue from the inception. It's quite possible you could argue from the the inception. Yeah, you you could do your own research. Walt Disney. I never found anything that proves it, but there was it has. Walt Disney was charged with being a pedophile. Again, there's. I don't think there's a smoking gun, but those charges were there. Uh, he was strange to say the least, and he was a high-level Freemason. Now, being strange and being a high-level Freemason does not make you a pedophile. But this agenda has been going on for a very, very long time in Disney. Very long time. They continue to push the envelope. They continue to force-feed it in, in the broad culture. With that Beauty and the Beast, that this was an interesting article that came out. Malaysia, I believe, is the world's largest uh, Muslim country. And in Malaysia, they have laws in the books that you can't publicly promote homosexuality. It's very, very interesting. I mean, it's, openly, it's still openly legal, as it used to be in most states in, uh, in this country. Disney says it will. This is from Peace Fellowship, March 2017, in The Guardian. Beauty and the Beast, Disney refuses to cut gay scene for Malaysian, for Malaysian release. Beauty and the Beast, Disney refused to cut gay scene for Malaysian release. Disney says it will not cut a gay scene from Beauty and the Beast for release in Malaysia, despite a request from censors. The live-action film, which stars Emma Watson, has been scheduled to open in cinemas in Malaysia on Thursday, but Disney indefinitely postponed the film's release earlier this week after the country's film censorship board said it would only be approved if the scene was cut. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Disney has now moved the film's release date to March 30th to allow time for the board to make a decision. However, a spokesman for the studio told the BBC that the film has not been and will not be cut for release. Okay, so think about, again, we get back to the buzzword when you try and commandeer and manipulate language to uh, to force your agenda. They always want to say inclusion, 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 inclusion. Acceptance, acceptance, acceptance. Safe space, safe space, safe space. Where, where's the inclusion to the laws and the culture of Malaysia that they wouldn't even cut that scene? You see, it's not... It's don't buy the lie, the homosexual agenda, particularly when it touches on when they're promoting among children. Please don't believe that lie. It's just about inclusion. It's about inclusion. It's about acceptance. People just want to be left alone. No, no, no. This is about a militant agenda to destroy the family. Plain and simple. Getting back to that article, homosexual activity remains illegal in Malaysia, and homosexual characters can only be depicted on screen if they show repentance or are portrayed negatively. Quote, we have approved it, but there is a minor cut involving a gay moment. It is only one short scene, but it is inappropriate because many children will be watching this movie, the chairman of the censorship board, Abdul Halim, had previously said. Isn't that interesting? More practical wisdom there from a Muslim in Malaysia than a lot of people that would loosely be identified as Christians in the United States. Because it is only one short scene, but it's inappropriate because many children will be watching this movie. Now, we have later the same year, 
on the Disney Channel children's show, 10 to 13-year-olds with a character openly identifying himself as homosexual. In this new version of Beauty and the Beast, the character of Lafoe, the sidekick of stories of Owen Gaston, is confused about sexuality, according to director Bill Condon. Yeah, we read that already. The film features exclusively a gay moment where Lafoe dances with another man. Uh, and uh, it was banned at one cinema in Alabama. That's good. Alabama is still socially conservative in the proper sense of the term conservative, socially conservative state. There's a lot more that could be said about Disney and about this agenda, and we will continue. I'm going to take a short break now. We will be back. You're listening to the KIRP radio show last Friday nights with your guest host, Rocco P. KIRP radio! It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jill Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, celebrity chef Nikki Shaw, teen and family producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. How many more innocent people? How many more? How many more? What has been the number one cause of unnatural death in history? Democide, or death by government, has killed 290 million people on record. Look it up. Go look it up. In the 20th century, government murdered four times as many people as were killed in all the international and domestic wars combined. USSR. 61,911,000 people killed. Hitler's Germany, nearly 21 million people killed. Japan's imperialism, nearly 6 million people killed. Western colonization killed over 50 million people. Pol Pot's Cambodia, funded by the U.S. government, 2 million people killed. China's Communist Party, as many as 76 million people killed between 1949 and 1987. And the list goes on and on. Demand to know why the Department of Homeland Security bought more than 1.6 billion hollow point bullets. How many more people does government have to kill? Enough. Enough. Demand an end to citizen disarmament. As an American. As an American citizen. 
as a patriot. For your children. Enough of the people laying down and letting government kill them in mass after disarming them as they've done throughout history over and over again. Now is the time. It's time. It's time to realize that when the government takes your guns, people die. It's time to realize the biggest threat to you and your family is government. It's time to recognize government is the greatest killer of all time. Demand they show you the word hunting in the Second Amendment. Demand our politicians uphold the Constitution and Bill of Rights as they swore to when they took office. It's time for our leaders to read the Constitution. It's time for our leaders to obey the Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution. Because a well-regulated militia with 10-round magazines wouldn't last very long. So now you know the most dangerous thing to you and your family in the world is government. Because mass murderers agree, gun control works. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. K-I-R-P Radio! You're listening to K-I-R-P Radio Show, your special guest host, Rocco P. Thank you again to Pudgy Miller. K-I-R-P stands for keeping it real with Pudgy Miller. Thank you to Pudgy for letting me use his platform. If you have anything to add to the discussion tonight, that number is 619-638-8559, Talking about Disney and the social engineering, how they are now actually promoting not just homosexuality, which they've been promoting for approximately at least two decades, but now they're promoting homosexuality openly among children. As far as ripping, you know, exposing what Disney is, uh, consider when they re, uh, when they uh, re, uh, re, when uh, they re-released the Mickey Mouse Club. I think it was third time around, 1989 to 1994, the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. All right, think about that. Some of their alum, some of the people in names you might might be familiar with were Britney Spears. Christine Aguilera, and Justin Timberlake. The Britney Spears and Christine Aguilera and Justin Timberlake, do they have reputations for being, you know, moral, you know, wholesome entertainers? Uh, no, no. Many, many issues 
with Britney Spears and Christine Aguilera, and I'd say to a lesser extent Justin Timberlake. But is it a coincidence that the Mickey Mouse Club is where they started out? Think about Miley Cyrus. Do you remember a very, what seems like a very long time ago, she was Hannah Montana? Well, Hannah Montana, I think that was the most popular show on Disney, on Disney Channel at the time. Um, again, they tried to sell this uh, this notion of you know wholesomeness, uh, yeah, girl, yeah, all American girl show, and of course, you know, a lot, a lot of the Disney. Uh, when I was preparing for the show, for the show tonight, I realized you look at Disney and movies and TV. A lot of the families were always uh, less than nuclear. Hannah Montana, no mom. No mom, a lot of the Disney shows, you know, no dad or either a very bad mom. But uh, th- there was one incident that occurred when, before Hannah Montana came to his conclusion. And uh, off, off air, it was leaked where, where Miley Cyrus was taking a picture of herself in her underwear. I remember telling a friend at that time, a fellow believer, I said, there you go, this is another, this is going to be another notch in, you know, the perverse, <laughs> the perverse handle of Disney. Uh, this this is it's just yet another victim, another victim of the Disney, the Disney phenomena. And sure enough, I mean, how long did it take for her to decloak and to show what she really was when she started performing? I mean, it's hard to think of someone who's done things that have been more disgusting than Miley Cyrus. And that's hard. I mean, to say that in America, that's not... Yeah, there's a lot. There's a long line of disgust. But, I mean, she's up there. She's up there again. Is it a coincidence that she was made her reputation and her fame was gained through Disney via Hannah Montana? Was that just a coincidence? Uh, Britney Spears... Is, is interesting when the idea of uh, of what's happened with certain people. Some people have theorized, okay, it's, there's not hard proof, but some people have theorized that a lot of these people, especially the girls who have come up through the Disney world, have been victimized by mind control programs, and one of which was MKUltra. Okay, that was declassified. In the 70s, I think, came out in the church hearings in Congress, MKUltra. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it may sound kind of esoteric, but MKUltra is real. And you could do your own research again. I can't say I have a smoking gun, but it certainly would appear strong circumstantial evidence that when you look at people like Britney Spears and Christine Aguilera and Miley Cyrus, it seems like... They just didn't turn out the way they did on their own, uh, particularly when you slap on the amount of fame and influence they have. It seems like far more was going on. Project MK Ultra. I'll read a little bit about that. MK Ultra ran from the early 1950s to at least the late 1960s, using American, American and Canadian citizens as test subjects. The published evidence indicates that Project MK Ultra involved the use of many methodologies to manipulate individual mental states and alter brain functions, including the surreptitious administration of drugs and other chemicals, sensory deprivation, isolation, verbal and physical abuse. The most publicized experiments conducted by MKUltra involved 
the administration of LSD on unwitting human, on unwitting human subjects, including CIA employees, military personnel, doctors, other government agents, prostitutes, mentally ill patients, and members of the general public in order to study their reactions. Isn't that wonderful to think? Yet, yeah, everything after World War II, when the United States got adopted, yeah, a footing of yeah, permanent perpetual war. Everything got everything, every every wicked imagination that the, that the federal government does is always covered under national security. So isn't that great for for national security to keep to keep us all safe? People were against their own will and unwittingly subjected to LSD just to see how they'd react to it. That, that's great. Getting back to MKO, however, the scope of MKO does not. However, it does not stop experiments involving violent electroshocks, physical and mental torture, and abuse were used in a systematic manner of many subsequent children. There's a declassified picture in 1961, really, really sick of a, a little little child in bed, and on on uh, behind them there's signs that say strain all urine, strain all urine. Although the mid goals of the projects to develop torture and interrogation methods to use on the country's enemies, again, it's always for national security. Uh, some historians asserted that the project aimed to create Manchurian candidates programmed to perform various acts, such as assassinations and other covert missions. And again, that, that may sound esoteric, but a lot of information, a lot's been declassified in this, you can see it out there. The idea was, through these horrible methods, that they would create multiple personalities. So if the government, for example, just wanted to create an assassin, they could just turn on, they could set someone somewhere in or outside the States. And of course, the CIA is not supposed to operate in the United States, but they don't seem to have followed that law too well. But you could just send someone with multiple personalities, and they have no idea. And then something could be used to trigger an alternate personality. They they commit an act of assassination, and then they flip the person's other personality back. Again, it sounds... It sounds like something out of a movie, but a lot of stuff, you know, born identity, born ultimatum, uh, a lot of that's predictive programming that really is talking about things that are essentially true, that were real. MKUltra was brought to light by various commissions in the 1970s, including the Rockefeller Commission in 1975, although it was claimed, I mentioned the Church Commission, although it was claimed that the CIA stopped such experiments after these commissions, some whistleblowers have come forward stating the project simply went underground, and monarch programming, synonymous with MKUltra, has become the classified successor of MKUltra. The most incriminating statement to date made by a government official as to the possible existence of Project Monarch was extracted by Anton Chaitkin, a writer for the publication New Federalist. When former CIA Director William Colby was asked directly, what about Monarch? He replied angrily and ambiguously, we stopped that between the late 60s and early 70s, sometime between then. But again, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there with Britney Spears, Christine Aguilera. I'm going to play a real quick video clip with uh, Britney Spears, and this was from an interview on uh, on ABC News, and it is I can just say it is bizarre. She does seem it seems like something had triggered her, and she just adopted a different personality. But again, so it's a quick it's less than two minutes. Spasm of publicity about what happened in, from Mexico to London. It was pretty rough. Yeah. 
Um. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Ah, weird. Hello. Um. Oh my goodness. Hello. Ew. Strawberry. Yeah, I, I played less than 30 seconds, but you could write something off like that. Oh, well, you know, she's nervous, but again, this is somebody that's been in the spotlight, and that was strange. Uh, got another got another video that's a little bit more detailed, got some more meat uh, about this. And I talked before, earlier in the program, about how the CIA, the CIA helped found Disney World in Florida. That's right, the CIA helped establish Disney World in Florida. This is a, a brief video, and then I'll talk a little bit from an article about this. This is stuff you don't hear, but it is true. Econ. <laughs> Pull up that video in a moment. Uh, you hear this. And you, you get into the idea how the property was acquired for uh, for Disney uh, for Disney World in Florida, and it's it's amazing. Or touch them. Shady organizations that do secret work. Disney. Oh. And the man. CIA. In the book Finding Florida, The True History of the Sunshine State, author T.D. Allman exposes a major partnership. It's a great book. You should read it. Uh, exposes a major partnership between Disney and the CIA in the building of Walt Disney World. The book reveals that in the mid-1960s, Disney, with the help of CIA operatives, engaged in a far-ranging conspiracy to purchase more than 40 square miles of land for below market value and then create two cities, Bay Lake and Lake Buena Vista, to be run by public governments in order to ensure the survival, control, and profits of their new theme park. This is a fascinating book and a fascinating story because once you once you establish that the CIA kind of, you know, that Disney came to certain members of the CIA asking for help in essentially their land grab uh, right. that took place in Florida. I mean, they literally bought this land for I believe it was like under two hundred dollars an acre, like a, a, you know, it's an acre or something. Yeah. Like. I mean, it was like some ungodly low price. The two key CIA cohorts in this operation were William Lyle, Bill Donovan, and Phil Hallowell. Yeah. Donovan is sometimes referred to as the father of the CIA. Yeah, he's really well known for doing some oh, yeah, yeah. pretty crazy you know, stuff. He was also the, the you know, kind of founding partner of Donovan, Leisure, Newton, and Irvine, a New York law firm whose attorneys included future CIA director William Casey. Yeah. Hallowell, or Hallowell, ha, I like Hallowell, it sounds better to me. Hallowell. Uh, <laughs> His background with CIA is really great. He actually helped launch the CIA's secret war in Indochina, which, as we all know, eventually became Vietnam. Okay. Uh, Hallowell then relocated to Miami in 1960 in order to coordinate a lot of the dirty tricks we were doing against Castro at the time, crop burnings and things like that. Right. You know, yeah. it's really He's fascinating seeing these shady characters up there with good old Walt. You well, know. the best part is, so, so Wild Bill's law firm, to, to put this out for you, so Wild Bill's law firm provides fake identities for Disney agents. They set up secret communica a secret communication center and helped orchestrate a disinformation campaign in order to maintain, maintain control of the, the 40 acres. He tutored Disney using classic CIA techniques. This is when Hello he just, well, yeah. Him, yeah. Right, Hello Well tutored, tutored Disney using CIA techniques. Um, 
how to establish phantom cities. He was teaching them how to use fake governments to control land use and to make sure that any public monies that came in from these towns went to Disney for the theme park. It's it's like just this is just one of those like bizarre, bizarre, weird kind of like oh my god, it's true. That's yeah. so strange. You know, I mean, it's like in 1967, the Florida legislature created, you know, the two cities City. that Hallowell had told Disney to do, which was Bay Lake and Lake Buena Vista. You know, these two cities uh, were essentially, though they were, you know, made by the Florida legislature, the actual legislation was written in Donovan's firm in New York and at Hallowell's offices in Miami. Mm -hmm. It was then sent over to Disney's California lawyers who kind of like looked over and said, okay, yeah, we like this. Yeah. And then sent off to the Florida's legislatures just to say, like, Tallahassee. you know, we're going to have these two cities. And, and the two cities were made, essentially, they just used, like, they they'd essentially cordoned off all this water and, like, kind of dammed up the water and made mm -hmm. these two lakes. And then Disney just said, well, we're going to put two cities here. Right. These and then they got the Florida legislature to let them do it. And these are towns. I mean, they started towns, regular American hometowns, except the... Only official residents would be a handful of, of, of hand-picked Disney operatives or loyalists who periodically elected officials, and they, they made towns. They made towns. They wrote the to world through the town. They own a town. Yeah, to, to basically do whatever Disney wanted. You know, all the taxes collected there would funnel their way back into right Disney. Back into they Disney. could kind of get away with anything they want. I mean, the way it's designed, you could almost say, like, the U.S. Constitution doesn't exist at not, Disney World. Not in Lake Buena Vista, <laughs> yeah. so if you want to move somewhere. What was really funny good. about that is they asked an ex-lawmaker who had, oh, who had yeah, made that. Oh, yeah, they asked this ex-lawmaker uh, who had been there at the time, well, how did this thing just go through? Yeah, how, how did you not you notice? Like, how does Walt Disney set up two towns and nobody kind of thinks about it? And what he said was, quote, no one thought about reading it. want to look at that video and there's obviously I think a phone through you there search on YouTube for Disney and the CIA created Disney World Disney and the CIA created Disney World the book uh, the book there was there from the research was finding Florida the true history of the Sunshine State T.D. Allman T.D. Allman and uh, Daily Beast left-wing site uh, read a little bit from uh, from their piece with advice from former CIA operatives and lawyers, Disney brought up the land for Florida's Disney World and orchestrated a unique legal situation and set up an unconstitutional form of government, Government, an excerpt from T.D. Altman's Finding Florida. Starting in the mid-1960s, when Disney set out to establish a Disney World theme park, they were determined to get land at below market prices, and Disney operators engaged in a far-reaching conspiracy to make sure sellers had no idea who was buying the Central Florida property. By resorting to such tactics, Disney acquired more than 40 square miles of land for less than $200 an acre, but how to maintain control once Disney's empire had been acquired? The solution turned out to be cartoon simple, thanks to the CIA. Disney's key contact was consummate cloak and dag operator William Wild Bill Donovan, sometimes called, the fa sometimes called the father of CIA. He was also the founding partner of Donovan, Leisure, Newton, and Irvin, a New York law firm whose attorneys included future CIA director William Casey. Donovan's attorneys provide fake identities for Disney agents. They also set up a secret communication center and orchestrated disinformation campaign in order to maintain control 
over the overall development, Disney and his riders realized the company would have to find a way to limit the voting power of the prior residents, even though they acknowledged their efforts violated the Equal Protection Clause of the U.S. Constitution. Here again, the CIA was there to help. Disney's principal legal strategist in Florida was a senior clandestine operative named Paul Hellowell. Having helped launch the CIA secret war into China, Hallowell relocated to Miami in 1960 in order to coordinate dirty tricks against Castro. At a secret seminar Disney convened in May 1965, Hallowell came up with the approach that to this day allows the Disney organization to avoid taxation and environmental regulation as well as maintain immunity from the U.S. Constitution. It was the same strategy the CIA pursued in foreign countries. Separate public government then used that regime to do your bidding. This, uh, yeah, this would be funny if it wasn't true, but uh, it is true. And this all really begs the question, uh, it's easy, you know, it's, there's, always, there's always multiple layers to stories like this. It's easy to pass it off to say, well, you know, Disney Corporation, greedy, wanted money, but when you talk about that level of, you know, the law, Really, it's being constitution-free zone, which is now increasingly most of the United States, uh, for different reasons, like the 2012 NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act, which says any U.S. citizen may declare an enemy combatant, and if so, depending on how you gain that wonderful classification, then you could be detained indefinitely or just executed without due process. Because according to Senator Lindsey Graham, the world is a battlefield. But I digress. Goes back to the point, though. Uh, why would the CIA do this for Disney? And may I suggest? May I suggest? A simple, logical answer would be because Disney was a CIA, a CIA invention or outfit <laughs> uh, or organization, being an organization that was being used by the CIA from day one. That'd be the real, real, really simple answer. It certainly wasn't done by the CIA because the ran, ran the CIA had benign and kind and gentle thoughts towards U.S. citizens and children in particular. And once again, we see the filthy history of Disney in promoting homosexuality and now child homosexuality. So, should it come as any surprise that Disney could easily be interpreted or seen as a CIA front organization? Should should that surprise anyone? Uh, again, as I said before, when you weaken the family, it's not a vacuum. The institution that then gets more power is the state. And that quote I read was really brilliant, you see, about how the CIA ran these covert ops in other country, countries, and then, yeah, they just run that type of covert op in uh, part of Florida, get Disney World going. When you also talk about the police state, and one of the things I'll throw out about Disney World, Disneyland, I haven't been there, I have no desire to go there, I never will go there. It's public record, though, that this is another great beta testing ground for the police state. You go in, and you're fingerprinted. So that's part of the deal. So you pay whatever the exorbitant price is to you know, go into Disney World. And then, you know, that's great because they keep me safe and they fingerprint you. That's great. And I think they also have 
friend was telling me, I believe they also have facial recognition. Everyone was photographed, too, going in. So that's, uh, unless we the people stop it, I mean, that's the future of life in America. Uh, you're not going to be able to do anything. You know, privacy is going to continually being eroded. But they just openly beta test it at the CIA-established Disney World. I've shared uh, shared a lot about Disney tonight. I've talked about the social engineering. You might think you hear this, you know what? You know what can I do? I, you know, I'm one person. You know what? What can I possibly do if if things are that far gone that the Central Intelligence Agency helped establish Disney World, and we know the Central Intelligence Agency was involved with MK Ultra, which they claim is gone now. And it certainly appears as if certain prominent people attached to Disney, to Disney World, or had been victimized by NK Ultra. You say, you know, what what can I do as an individual? Well, one simple thing you could do is withdraw consent. Uh, never ever spend a dime on Disneyland or Disney World. Don't watch any of the programming. Better yet, better yet. How about getting rid of cable? Uh, I got rid of cable. Pudgy and I did a show. Uh, I was his guest host. I was his guest going back to June three years ago. And I, I uh, publicly publicly separated myself from the NFL. Too immoral. I said, among other things, it was uh, male mind control, mass media mind control for men. It takes natural male aggression and diverts it into... Yeah, meaningless and really destructive activity because natural malaggression be, should be expended and exhibited towards you know defending life, liberty, family, and not your team. But in any case, uh, when I bagged the NFL over three years ago, that's June three years ago, you know, I got rid of cable into. I never looked back. Uh, I have no regrets. So you say, you know, what can you do as an individual? Withdraw consent. Completely and totally refuse to support any perverse media outlet. Step away from it and you know, lead by example. You know, family, friends, people, people may find it bizarre, some may make fun of you. Hey, you say <laughs> what's uh what's Disney teaching your children? <laughs> do do you do you like that? Do you like being force fed homosexuality for ten to thirteen years old? And you think it's gonna stop there? No way. No way. You've been listening to KRP Radio Show, Keeping It Real with Pudgy Miller. Once again, I thank Pudgy Miller for the opportunity to use his platform. Lord willing, I will be back next month, same time, last Friday night in November. will be, wow, looks like the 24th, 24th, maybe. Maybe I'll reschedule. If not, it'll be the 24th of November. Thank you for listening to the KIRP radio show, Keeping It Real with Pudgy Miller. I hope to be back again next month. Thank you. KIRP radio! Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.